so maybe. So, wait, wait. So, St. Joseph the Birker is, is a solemnity confirmed. Confirmed by Lady Google. Yep. Lady Google. Our digital goddess. <clears throat> yeah, seriously. Um. Cool. Hello, everyone. Happy feast day. Happy, Happy solemnity. First class feast day. St. Joseph the Worker. St. Joseph the Worker. Um, yeah, so today, in honor of this solemnity, this feast day, we hope you all celebrate well. We are going to speak about work, which is pretty exciting. We're going to speak about recreation. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of work. <laughs> baseball. That's what we're talking about, guys. Baseball. No, but they're workers. I wonder if I sent the... Uh, like the radio guys that do the Padres games. I wonder if um they would let us um be the announcers for one game. Just for one game. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> they Man, like, you Machado just hit that out of the f- <laughs> at the freaking park. <laughs> Manny Machado crushed that like Jesus crushes Satan every day. Every day. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hit that ball like St. Joseph would hit a ball. <laughs> Don't ask me why. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Just a uh, bunch of like Catholic analogies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that'd be funny. I would I would I w- watch that. I wonder what <clears throat> we could we could start something like that where it's like we we could like do a YouTube live, right? Like a stream a YouTube yeah, yeah, live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like be watching the game and yeah. like be commentating. Yeah. I think that'd be really funny actually. That'd be really funny. Like baseball and basketball. Oh man. We'd have to get good at it though. I feel mm. like I would be awful for like five straight seasons. And then I would be like and then I would be good. I feel like I'd be the guy that does all the um like the play by play and then you'd be the uh the analyst because there's always two guys, right? Oh yeah. One guy does the play by play like like the oh, like Musgrove is coming up for the pitch or whatever. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a base hit for whatever, yeah. like Machado, or whatever. That's and then the fifth, and then bit the, of the yeah, season. exactly. And then the analysis is <laughs> the ana- uh, the analyst is like, did you see how he swung his bat there? You know, he was like tucked in a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, that tuck and like that's what the that would be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually a very accurate description of the both of our personalities. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Um, wow, I, we were made. We were made, we were made for, for it. We were made for that. That is the fact that that those are the two people is like insane. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh my gosh, we're not going to talk about the Padres today. Maybe we will in the future. I, I would actually like to talk about. Yeah, the maybe Padres when we in get in a little bit more. Yeah, but uh, today we are going to talk about work, um, and because it's Saint Joseph. The workers' feast day. So I think um, it's I think it's important to know and to start off that there is a theology of work, right? That the Catholic Church um, proposes and has, right? Um, starting, I think the f- the first kind of writings in our tradition that, that you can find that in it and in the Bible are in Genesis, right, where we find um, uh our relationship with work and God's relationship with work in us um, and the positive that it was. And then like literally immediately a chapter or two later, what work became after the fall and then our relationship with work post post fall. So it's actually very rich kind of theology and tradition in our relationship with work. So it's kind of, kind of exciting actually that we're talking about this, I think. 
Yeah, it's been one of my favorite topics to talk about, especially coming into the workforce like full time. It's like my third year of being like a full time worker post college, which is which is exciting. So trying to reconcile with that. <clears throat> I think also trying to reconcile with like the workspace and what work is supposed to be in a communal sense, I think has also really fascinated me. Like like <clears throat> like working with other people or um, yeah, and like what what kind of atmosphere is cultivated as a result of um, the different personalities that you work with, what you guys do. Um, I've I've had a lot of great work experiences, um, especially when I taught swim lessons and uh, lifeguarded. <laughs> Everyone was just super cool, and we just hung out. We were we were so. My favorite story, just to summarize yep. my whole work experience at the YMCA, was um, there are like 20-something YMCAs in San Diego, and we have these trainings once a month that we do. And so if you miss your YMCA's training, you can just go to another YMCA and hit up like a training that happens later in that month. And that's how you get your quota for the training, right? Oh, okay, yeah. And so someone from, probably, I think, Mission Beach, somewhere down south, they went up to our training and they were shocked that everyone that worked at the Y up in Escondido, uh, they were all friends. He's like, you guys, you guys all like each other. This is kind of the <laughs> comment that was being thrown out by this one person. It was funny. We like played volleyball together. We go and have parties together at one of the guys' house because it just was really suitable for like outdoor parties that like overlooked a lot. It was really cool. That's funny. Yeah. So lots of fun. Yeah. Work. I yeah. I think, um, if, if, if you kind of got to kind of go down the line of like where I guess the reason we have to work, a lot of people think that, oh, we have to work because of, because we've, we sinned. Um, I don't, I can see how, how that is like, um, like a, th a thing, how that would be a thing. But, but I, I truly believe that there was work there had to have been work before the fall. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, at least like harvesting crops. Correct. Like because, because God says, you know, be fertile, multiply. Um, uh, what did, what, I forget the word he, the, he used, but something like be dominant over the fish of the sea and the, and the creatures on the land and the birds of the air or whatever. Um, like subdue them basically is what he says. Right. Um, and then he starts talking about the trees and the plants and, and which ones we can eat and which ones we cannot eat. And so I think all of that, you can infer that that um, that there was work for sure. I think to 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 all of that. I think. Yeah, I I just I I just imagine like Eden for the fish to like come up and be like, well, I mean, one of the things that I've taken from my education is that humans maybe didn't eat meat before, before the fall, which I think is a pretty interesting idea. Because God never tells Adam to eat any meat, just plants. So, yeah. so I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what that means. But at least you have to like. Dang it, you're going to, you're helping out the vegetarians right I know, now, bro. I know. It's, it's, I mean, but then there's that beautiful monastic tradition of like being a vegetarian. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. It almost has like sort of like pre-fall vibes, you know, kind of a pre-fall sort yeah. of. Yeah, I don't, space. I don't, that's not a thing anymore, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's <laughs> as much anymore. Because they but, were weak. You know, I do. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's exactly why. Take that, monks. Yeah. Um, 
But no, no, I'm actually familiar with there, there's at least a few monks in Lebanon that still have their little gardens and don't eat meat. Interesting. So I do know for a fact that there are some Maronite monks that still don't eat meat and just have their little gardens and are leaving in like a pre pre fall sort of yeah space. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So anyways, but just like, yeah, I got to grab an apple and then, then I got to eat it, you know, like. I, I guess I, that's work. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, we'll know when we die what, what Adam and Eve's relationship with, um, with, um, with, um, animals were and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting to think about. It's clear though, after the fall that, that we have to work, you know, we have that passage where, um, in thorns and thistles will you toil is exactly at yeah least a paraphrase by the it. sweat of your brow you shall eat your bread um, until you return to the ground from or from out of it you were taken oh oh you okay dust into dust you shall return and um uh, just this is just me trying to be an exegete so I'll probably fall flat on my face but <laughs> the whole sort of bread or eat your whatever or eat your meat I think is sometimes or it's like m e but it's like not the actual meat it's like an old English like meat I think but. I mean, it's possible that Adam and Eve just were eating fruits all the time, but if they wanted to like make bread, like they're not getting bread trees, they're getting, you know, grain. To, Correct. Like, make yeah. Bread. So yeah, I, I don't know. There's fun stuff like that. And for God to like say bread, if that's like a good translation at all, right? Like if God says bread, then that means that they probably know what bread is, you know? So yeah, we'd have to go to the <coughs> pro what Aramaic. Yeah. Yeah. So we can I ask Union again. Definitely don't know kind of what was translated there, but if there was any sort of like art artistry or craftsmanship involved in like their eating habits, Adam and Eve's like, like a charcuterie board of, you know, fruits and vegetables and, and, and grains and, you know, God knows what else. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you're going to, you're going to do something. And I, I don't know, like our desire for art and imitation of like God's creation makes me think that there's probably something going on there with like craftsmanship when it I comes think, to like eating. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, um, I mean, that gets us started, right? And then, and then we have to work really hard, I guess, compared to before. We have to work really hard for, for food, right? And, and toil and sweating. That's how we'll be fulfilled, basically, it sounds like. At least on a well, it, you were, corporal I, level. I think, like, you were cursed to do that. Like, that, that's your curse. Like, that's almost... And I think that's what makes Catholicism so cool when it talks about work. Is it's not even like you, you're, you're fulfilled through sweat of your brow and through thorns and thistles it's like no you're cursed to do those things yeah so it'd be great fun. if we didn't have to work like it would be awesome if we could just you know stay at home i guess well, is what you're saying no but no 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 i'm i'm no sorry maybe i just need to rephrase it so basically what i'm getting at is like i do think that there probably was some semblance of work pre-fall right yeah. like charcuterie boards of like fruits and vegetables and stuff is going to be my example although i when I imagine Eden, I just imagine Adam like walking around and then like looking at a tree and then like picking the picking fig, apple or fig or whatever. No, not the fig. Oh yeah, that's not, not, sorry, sorry, not the fig. Picking like <laughs> I don't know a banana. Then and it was just like a banana. It's like oh, it's banana. He, like, and he just opens it and just it. eats it. Yeah, and then just like throws on the ground and walks away. So I don't really have a charcuterie sort of vision of like, Adam <laughs> and Eve, but <laughs> let's just say that they did. And then and then the fall happens and God's like, you are now cursed to do these things. Yeah, not like. You're, you will find your fulfillment in thorns and thistles and by the sweat of your brow. I think people probably felt that way after working, but 
I guess what I'm trying to emphasize is God didn't do that to Adam and Eve to fulfill them. He yeah, did that um, to Adam and Eve to curse them. Yeah, it was a punishment. Yeah, a punishment to it was punish a punishment, them. Yeah. So, like, then Catholicism comes around later, right? Um, and and when that happens, that curse is now understood as a blessing because we're united to the sufferings of Christ through our toil, right? And so that that's the big sort of dramatic shift that comes later. But I th- I th- so sorry, go ahead. Was, is that yeah? Is that's that? clear. I okay, think cool, um, cool. I think that so yeah. I, I think yeah. Christ redeeming all things, right, and making making the good and and the introduction of the new law and all like, those things. I think f- that's when the fulfillment happens. I think yeah, we're fulfilled in Not, our, yeah, in our work, yeah. right? I think on a very unitive way with God as far as like post crucifixion and resurrection. Yeah. Our, our work is sanctified in a way that could have only been sanctified through his death and resurrection. But even before Christ, I think there were, maybe I'm wrong, but I would assume people like the Persians and the Greeks and the Romans had an idea of, of, um, Work like as fulfilling. work as fulfilling, honoring society, honoring your wife, honoring the community through your work. I, I would assume e- e- even in, even in very, very early, like, um, yeah, just like I mean, early, very early yeah, writings, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, the whole yeah. notion of like honor, for example, like <clears throat> Time in, in, in the Odyssey and all those things and, and the Iliad, um, is, is, it's very tied into your craftsmanship and like your ability to, build a bow or make a sword or cook for the army or whatever it was. Right. And that was very prevalent in like very early Greek writings. And I, so I think they did have a concept of fulfilling work. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I mean, there's even stuff in scripture and like the Proverbs about working and like that being a good thing and stuff. And, and so I, I totally agree with that. I think the way I would articulate it is something like work is fulfilling because God made it and it's good. And it's a natural human sort of disposition to have, like we're not just born to recreate. We're born to like use our muscles. I think another good argument for Adam and Eve working is like Adam wasn't like yeah, pre- lazy pre-fall. Pre- pre- yeah, you mean pre-fall? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Even like, if it was just working out maybe like just getting stronger sure. by like climbing up trees, grabbing bananas, like super high on the trees or whatever. Yeah. So like, I think that's all very fulfilling. And I mean the, the, what, what's so beautiful about Catholicism is like the both and right. So You've got God saying this fulfilling thing that you're doing, it will still be fulfilling, but I'm cursing that, you know? So he doesn't like take away the goodness of work. Yeah. But he curses work as like, like now you're going to do it with thorns and thistles. So I agree. It, I think it is fulfilling, but I think pre like fall, the fall makes it like uh, the, it curses it. Uh, does yeah. that is that a good way to like? Does I that make sense? Th- it makes it makes sense to me. Okay, yeah, I don't cool, know. Great, hopefully, everyone great. listening hopefully like it makes sense. Let's start out. If not, ask you know, leave it in the comments or whatever. Look at Aquinas. I'm sure Aquinas has an entire yeah couple, much better yeah stuff on this or whatever. But um, I think I think everything we've been saying so far makes sense. Um, I I do personally find work very very fulfilling, and I think um I didn't always right. I like I grew up working for my dad and and um. In his in, in his business and stuff, and it was fulfilling in a different sense, um, in the f- kind of just by the the nature that we needed to to work, and so I I just knew I needed to do it, and that was kind of it. But I didn't unite anything to God. I mean, I think I was too young, or just immature, or not formed properly to kind of see that I could do that. But currently, I mean, I love kind of I love working. It, it's great. Um, and I think it's very unitive, actually, to, to go. bringing it back to St. Joseph the worker, right? Like St. Joseph, 
and Jesus, right, were carpenters. Very hard work, like very taxing on the body. So I think it's awesome. I think it's great. I think people should should work and not live in this like, oh, only if we didn't work. It's like, no, no, work is great. Work is very good for you. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's true. I think something that gets missed, though, and I think part of the reason why people don't like work is they don't see their part in the larger picture. And so that would be number one is like like a security guard that maybe hates being a security guard. Like like you are contributing to the safety of that area, which might be compromised like once in your lifetime or maybe a few times every night. You, you know, like I don't know. But sure. But like I think security guards that hate their jobs, um, maybe it's just a hard job and maybe you just don't really like it. Like that's that's fine. But I think like their part in the larger picture, their necessary role, I think is important. So I think one of the worst things a worker can do or someone, an employer can do is give a worker a job that really doesn't have a part in the larger picture. So I think that that's maybe why some people have a problem with work. Um, I think if you you know see yourself in the larger picture, then it, then it helps. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but I had one other thing that I think sometimes gets missed. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I think the second thing that gets missed is you don't see yourself building towards something. <clears throat> and I think that gets missed a lot too, where it's like, it's like the same thing. It's the same drudgery day after day after day after day. Um, it's easy in my job to see, well, sometimes it's hard, but it's, it's generally easy to see like the growth that's being made. And yeah. I think we're really lucky. Built, yeah. For sure. Know? But I think other workers, you know, in addition to not really seeing themselves as a part of a better picture is they just, they do the same thing again and again and again and don't see any growth or production involved. And if you can't sort of look at your job and say by way of analogy, like to use the carpenter example, like I'm building like a, like a, I don't know, a table or sure. like a boat or something. Yeah. If you don't see that, that growth in your daily life, then I think you're really going to struggle with work too. And I think those are sometimes the two of the larger things that get missed. And I mean, it, it's difficult. It's difficult though. Like if you're, if you're washing dishes, you know, at, um, Chipotle, whatever, right. I, I used to work for Chipotle and if you're washing dishes, you know, every day and you have the, the night shift, which is in my opinion, the worst one. So, you know, you start at three and you get off at 11, like, and you're just washing dishes the whole time and mopping floors. And that you do that five days a week. It's very difficult to see, like what you're building to when you're in that position, you know, cause you're not building some grand thing for the company. The company, to be honest, doesn't really care about you. Not, not, not saying Chipotle specifically, just most, most large companies, right. Or they're, that's kind of how, how they roll. Right. And so it's hard to see a large picture when you're a dishwasher, I guess is what I'm saying. So, I mean, you really have to be <coughs> like, you yeah, really have to yeah. be good. And like, I've never been a dishwasher, so I don't know how, how much drudgery that might be. So I think there's always something that someone can do on either side, right? Like yeah. on when, when there's two parties involved in the thing, I think someone can always be better. Um, yeah. Or bo both people can always be better is what sure. I'm trying to say. So on the employer side, like you have to give your worker a sense of belonging. And I think if you isolate your workers, either physically by like putting one person in a room to wash dishes alone for eight hours. Yup. Like that's a, that's a problem. Um, Brutal. That, that's a problem. That's physical isolation or like a more of a social or mental isolation. I, and I, I can't think of an example right now, but I think those are all things that can happen. And I, 
Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's when a manager tells you like, oh, you have to be better, but then doesn't tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. Doesn't yeah. tell you like. Yeah, it gives you no sort of track of growth. Or yeah, anything. yeah. That's that's yeah. tough because then you're just like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then you feel like you're going to get fired, right? And that's yeah, not fun. That's not fun. So I think that's. If, if employers don't have that sense, then I think it's really going to hurt the employees. Um, but I think on the other side, employees understanding that like they have brains to figure out why their work is important. Yeah. And why you can really appreciate it. So, I mean, once you're in a in sort of an isolation, that, that becomes like almost an extraordinary feat to get yourself out of that. You know, like like I, I wouldn't say it's like miraculous, but I, I think you just really it, have to. You, le- yeah, you really have to lean into like um, what we mentioned before about Christ, like sanctifying all things through his crucifixion and, and, and resurrection. Um, even time in prison, you, you know, yeah, you can, cause, like, cause after, you know, post resurrection time, which is what we're living in now, you can really just sanctify like anything we, we're reading, searching for and maintaining peace right now. Right. You and I, and, and we've both read the works of St. Therese and, and, and similar authors who just every little thing is like sanctified. And I think that's like a solution, not, not a full solution, but, but kind of a solution to, let's say that, that isolated worker, right. If you're an isolated Catholic dishwasher, right? Um, which I was, right, for, <laughs> for, 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 some, for some time there, right? And, and then I became a manager and it was different. But, uh, yeah. but um, I mean, what I would do is I would grab those pans at Chipotle, right? So you, you have like a little, like, a, like a, a, a deep dish pan or whatever, and you're scrubbing it. And yeah, it's mundane and you do it for hours and hours. And so, so each like little thing was like one soul I could potentially like pray for and save. So yeah. each one was just like, this one's for a soul in purgatory. This one's for so-and-so. This is for, and it was just, yeah. And then that, like you're sanctifying your work. Right. And then the isolation and the loneliness of washing dishes for four hours in a row isn't as bad, be- but I guess it is because you're seeing something bigger than yourself in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that's a great example of how to sanctify work. Absolutely. Um, but even outside of like a Catholic lens, which is obviously going to be the most clear, um, you just got a, a secular. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's go Padres. Let's go, pa- <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Fathers. Okay. Um, <laughs> but but um, yeah, I mean, even like non-Catholics, you know, they're, they, they like, who's, what, what are they going to make their food on to make more money? Like, like if you don't wash those dishes, then... They're not going to be able to cook their fajitas and yeah. then well, <laughs> Chipotle doesn't sell fajitas. Yeah, they do. Oh, they do? Yeah, fajitas. This yeah. is nuts. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Anyway, so like who's going to, how are they going to cook their fajitas? Like with their hands? They can put their hands over like the hot fire and like cook them, you know, in their hands. No, they need a bowl or like a pan or whatever. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, like if you, if you get isolated as a dishwasher, that's a big problem, but you can still understand that your work is necessary because if someone comes in and those dishes aren't washed, like they're gonna have to close down for the morning and, you know, wash all the dishes. So, yeah. Or just cook them on the dirty dishes and make a ton of people sick. Like, yeah, I I think, (laughs) yeah, I think that is kind of like a a good in, is it in way a word? Inroad. Inroad. I think is usually the word I use. Inroad. Yeah. It's like an inroad. Yeah. An inroad. Brings you into the city. Yeah, for sure. It's an inroad to, yeah, this idea of of seeing something greater than yourself because you're right, you, you know, that transcends, I guess, religion. So it's more of an kind of human ethical 
kind of question. So. Yeah, where it's just yeah. like, hey, this is a customer. I work for this company. My job is to wash a dish so this customer can have their food. Yeah. And so even on a very base level, a th- your thought <laughs> process could be like they're paying $16 for this bowl. And some of that's going to go to my paycheck. Yeah, totally. So let me wash this dish. I, yeah. At a very base level, I think someone can can think that way. Yeah. Right? I think I think when it becomes cruel and that like only Catholicism can save that work is if like a manager says something like, hey, I'm, I want you to hold this stick and sit in the corner for five hours. You know? <laughs> like something like that. Yeah, because then Catholicism wins out. Yeah. Because well, you'd be like, okay, cool. Sounds yeah, good. I, I, I love will, it. I will take care of the stick for you. This is why religious life is so insane. Yeah, exactly. It's just like. You're living in poverty, right? You take the vow of poverty, but and you have a boss, quote unquote, you know, your superior that you have to obey. And it's freeing in the sense that whatever that superior says is is like, yep, that's God's will for me right now. Like, hey, brother, go take out the trash. God, that's God talking to me right Not there. Not you, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> it's just God talking to me. And so if, you're, if your superior is like, go sit in the corner with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, got you again, Jesus. Got you again. Yeah, like, like, sounds good. Take care of you. <laughs> But if an employer did that, that, that yeah, it's just it's inhuman because yeah. it doesn't make any sense. I think that's the thing is like if it makes some twisted, like odd sort of sense where it's like, I don't know, like someone's being held at gunpoint. He's like, make sure that guy sits in there with a stick. It's like, <laughs> like then, then, then obviously you're doing some some good that's like sensible, but that's that's completely insensible. And oh, only absolutely. Catholicism can like redeem that insensibility because God sanctifies everything, even the most cruel employers. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The works of the most cruel and yeah, the works of the most cruel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. You just like walk into Chipotle one day and it's like some some dude just like in the corner with a stick. <laughs> just like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that would be nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I so <clears throat> I do think that. Yeah, I think that um, work can actually become more enjoyable when you do you know, either, either take kind of this perfected Catholic way of, of seeing it and sanctifying your work and offering up your work, right. Each and every day, every moment, right. As, as much as you remember or can. And, um, and then this other way of just seeing kind of the larger picture without needing Catholicism per se or or Christianity, I guess, um, that I think makes work more enjoyable. Yeah. I would say. And I, and I think too, because faith works with reason, merging the both of those, because like you washing dishes again alone on a faith level, you can pray for the souls in purgatory, but like that takes faith, you know, and, and some people, you know, don't have faith. Right. But everyone has their reason unless they're like clinically insane or on drugs or alcohol. Right. So I think if you're a reasonable person, you can get to reasonable conclusions, which is great. Um, And then if you are, faith-based and are centered on you know the supernatural truth that's revealed um through christ then all of a sudden you have all of these inroads Mm -hmm. to your sanctification um because you can find sanctification in every moment yeah no i think i think that's and, and then if you're Very a Catholic, true. right? Sorry, I didn't merge the both. But <laughs> if you're a Catholic, then you can be like, I am working for a company and these dishes need to be washed. In addition to that, I get to pray for souls in purgatory yeah. with every bowl. And I think that that's when like the true sort of masterful work comes in because you're using your reason, you're building up your reason, which is a good thing. And you're also doing it for the Lord, which is another really good thing. Yeah. And so you, you merge the both of those and 
in the process of washing dishes, dishes, you become a reasonable, more reasonable person as you grow in faith, you know, and, and, and charity. So I think that's great. It's way harder to do it than to say it. Oh yeah. Obviously. Cause it still sucks. You're there like super hot. You're wet. Yeah. There's a lot of dishes. It'd be, and I, I remember back when I taught swim lessons, which is a pretty enjoyable you know, occupation, like you're out there, you're in community, you're building relationships, you're doing human resource. It's a very human job to teach them lessons. Yeah. So it, you know, one of the most fulfilling, I think on, on a certain level dealing with kids too. So it's a, it's a very fulfilling job. Um, just on the surface, very easy to understand the value versus the isolated dishwasher. Yeah. 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 Um, it's not just like like a meme in my head. Yeah. Like the isolated dishwasher <laughs> the isolated is this icon. We should make a meme and post it on our Instagram page. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I've never made a meme before. I've like said memes. Okay. Like like I've made up memes in my head and like have explained it to people, but yeah. never like created one. Maker. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, you got the isolated. So even in my job, like it's it's drudgery. You know, it's very tough to. And you're like in the sun. And on, on my longer days, I would teach le- swim lessons for about five hours straight. Yeah. It's maybe like 10, 15 minute breaks. But you're like gathering materials for the next thing, you know, and you just, you have this one like lunch. I I really, yeah, I think like a 30 minute lunch and then you're back on it. So it's very, very hard to live this out on the day to day. Um, But if you sort of keep those truths in mind, they'll grow more easy over time if you're willing to make some sacrifices throughout your day and Mm -hmm. stick with it. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And I mean, I I think we, we brought up the, the dishwasher example, which I, I, I feel like we, Maybe you should switch examples. I, I don't want to like. If it ain't broke though. Yeah, I guess it's a pretty good example. It's a great example because <laughs> it's it's not a it's not easy, right? It's it's, it's a tough it's a tough job, and it's, it's I think it's difficult to kind of see th- th- those kinds of jobs, right? Are are difficult to um to do and to, and to kind of see the bigger picture and to kind of see how this is contributing to society. First, that like the store you're at, but then society as a whole, I guess it's it's kind of hard to see that. So I guess I guess we could keep that example. <laughs> one thing, one one thing though, to to kind of shift, unless you wanted to say anything else, yeah, is no. um. So, what's interesting in when when God tells after the fall, when he curses, he curses Adam and Eve separately, which is interesting, yes. right? Like he he curses Eve in her in her um childbearing childbearing right and 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 but your desire will still be for your your husband right yeah. and, and but but it's gonna it's gonna hurt when you give give birth right and so he curses her and then he curses the man separately about the work that we've been talking about right yeah and so it's interesting because i you know and i think you agree with me but god i think from the very beginning was like yeah like i'm cursing each one to what like they're supposed to be doing Okay. So the woman, like, I don't think it yeah. was ever in God's plan for her to work, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Keep, yeah. Keep so, going. so, yeah. So, um, and so, so it's interesting that he curses them separately, right? And he curses the man with the work and then the woman with the childbearing. And, and I think, um, that, that now, you know, women working is, is really a kind of a detriment to society to be completely honest. And so, so I think, would you tell that to your wife, Eliza? Yeah. I mean, we were, <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> we were talking about it yesterday. Nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we were actually talking about this yesterday with some friends, this other married couple and, and, um, this other married couple, she's pregnant and she's still working. 
And she's just like, oh, this is, it's so brutal. And she's just going through it, you know. Yeah. But but they kind of need to because they, they need to save up some money, right? Fair, you know, fairly so for, for the baby and all this stuff. And and both of us in our conversation just came to the conclusion, like, we're pretty sure this is not what God wants. Like, we don't know his mind or, or how he thinks or what he, but, you know, reasonably, I think, I, I don't know if God wanted this for women like to be completely honest <laughs> yeah 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 so so yeah i definitely have thoughts on this I, and i think just to frame all this is like i don't want to just be a catholic that just sort of is unreasonable about like oh well there are multiple ways to see this therefore you know i don't really have an opinion right yeah. i think that's that's a bad way to go unless you just don't really feel called to having this conversation but i feel like it's one of the more controversial topics I think around. So. so I think it's important to have an opinion on this. So I'll, I'll start there and then also say uh, one other thing. Um, like you, you want to be in the tradition of your fathers. You know, you don't want to really give up anything. Like I, I'm, you want to play the, not the politically conservative route, but the more socially conservative route of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You, you know? So yeah, like for a very, very long time, women didn't, work in the same way that you you see it now you, you know um and then you know pretty recently there was this liberation or what have you and um, women are now free to do a lot of the same stuff that men would do or what have you um what immediately comes to my mind are like female police officers sure um so all that being said it's like okay how do we sort of stay in line with our fathers and honor our fathers ideas and, and conceptions of like a good culture while also you know, tackling the modern age for what it is and trying to be sort of fair and rational in the modern age. So all that being said, uh, yeah, I thought a lot about this. Um, don't really know exactly where to start. Although I do think the common sense sort of reading of that passage is, yeah, women are being punished for childbearing. There's no real conversation about work. Men are punished for like toil. There's clear conversation clear about work. conversation about work. So you do kind of get the vibe like God doesn't really have anything to say to Eve with regards to work. Yeah. Like why wouldn't so. they both get like is like Eve still toils and thorns and thistles mm -hmm. when she works, you know, wherever in the modern age today. So like why did she not get cursed for that? You, you, like I think is kind of how I think of it's it. It's interesting. <clears throat> so at, like why didn't God least. say like you guys are both getting cursed? You know, it's more like yeah, it was Adam got cursed. Yeah. So why why wasn't Eve also cursed? I I don't know. That that's sort of the thing that runs. And then like it doesn't. It's not convertible. It's not like men also multiply their pains in childbirth. In childbirth, you yeah. Know? yeah. So it, it's just it's although like, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although today the men giving <laughs> birth left yeah. and right over here, man. I think this is a fulfillment in scripture. This yeah. is like a revelatory <laughs> sort of theological point here. There's men giving. Yeah, men birth. now <laughs> multiply their birth. Yeah, so we're we're good. It's brutal. It actually makes perfect sense. Now. Brutal. Which is uh, horrendously ironic, horrendously yeah. ironic that yeah. now you can do that. Oh man, that's such a devilish thing. It's so bad. the devil definitely was behind that. He's so like, demonic. Ha, women are now working it's and so now men are giving birth. It's so demonic. Yeah, it's freaking nuts. Yeah. So okay. So all that being said, though, like the Proverbs thirty-one lady and multiple other women, I'm sure, like they're also all doing work as well. Like they're doing, like they're. They're going out and they're buying fields. They're, you know, doing things with their hands, right? So, Cooking. Yeah. So, like, women also work. So, how does that, how, like, like, and, and so I think, I think when people, 
when ladies are like, well, I, you know, I want fulfillment in work too. Like I have that desire. Why can't I get that desire fulfilled? It's like, there are ways to do that, you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so like, I don't think women just can't work and that's it. You, you know, like they're not supposed to just sit around and be lazy. There's actually this great, this book from St. John Christosom who's like making fun of the women that just sort of lay casually in their chambers of like their fathers yeah. and praises, I think Rebecca, because when Rebecca is first introduced to, I think Eleazar, um, my wife's oh, name no. is Rebecca. Yeah. And my name is Eleazar. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's a freaking awesome parallel. So no, I think what happens is Eleazar brings Rebecca and then there's a description of like Rebecca, like jumping off of her camel by herself or yes. something like that. Yes, 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 and yes, it's yes, like, yes. dude, she's a strong lady. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so I, I don't know, like I want to talk about this more, but I think the, the one point that really sticks out to me and resonates with my soul is you've got the industrial revolution and men like leaving the home. Yeah. Right. And then women having to stay home because they're not supposed to work or whatever. Um, or men are sort of stronger, sort of generally dispositionally when it comes to like physical work. So they're not going to hire a bunch of women when they could hire a bunch of men. You know, they're only going to hire women if necessary and right on all that. So I guess I'm, I'm going to go through two points here. So the first one and then and then you can kind of give your thoughts I'm just trying to nuance it because I know this is like colleges like when women go to colleges it's you know to get a degree where it's like to work so obviously there's a lot of people out there that think that women should at least work so oh and then this doesn't apply to non-married women i think it's important to kind of keep in mind oh interesting okay yeah like oh your, your points you mean okay cool Let's yeah go. yeah Let's yeah like like obviously non-married women they should be doing something like you know getting married or trying to get married or whatever so like yeah, uh, that's a whole nother thing. Let's just not talk about single women. Let's talk more about like the married women because I'm like talking about the home and stuff. Sure. And then if we want to go to like women working single and single, we could do that. But so married women working, right? Number one, men getting moved from their homes and having to leave their homes, I think is a big problem um, because, you know, men being centered um, in a particular area that's walking distance, I think is also kind of like, like, He's within walking distance of his home at all times, you know, mm. until the automobile comes in and sends him, you know, however many miles. Um, I think that's a problem. I, I think the fact that the man and the woman can't work within walking distance or do their respective things within walking distance is a problem. So I, I think that, like, if we could just solve that, I think that would really help women understand, like, their place in work. It's, like, within walking distance of her husband. So obviously woman has a role in the husband's sort of mission of work. So I think that that's a big deal. I, I've, I've, I've talked a lot about my frustrations with the car and like the car and like, yeah, the it's culture. pretty, it's pretty funny. Yeah. So I talked, we won't get into it here. Yeah, but no, maybe in another episode, maybe in another episode yeah. I can talk about how much I don't it's like the car. Kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but the uh, car did that. And so sure. women, what? women feeling isolated, going back to isolated, right. And women feeling isolated at the home with their kids and their husband comes home like tired or whatever, like the whole same old story, like talk about people getting isolated while men get to go off and like live in community with like their workers and stuff and get promotions. Like, like women are getting isolated at the home sometimes, which I think is a problem. Um, and then grandparents within walking distance, right? Because no one's getting cars. So the grandparents, family members, cousins, there's a lot of like interrelation going on within walking distance. And so all of a sudden, the wife has a community at home and the husband has a community at work and they're within walking distance. Yeah. Like that That's the ideal versus like, well, what's a stay at home woman 
gonna do when everyone has cars and no one's close and no one's forced to like talk to each other mm-hmm. like that that's a major issue and i feel like that sort of solves a lot of stuff so I, I feel like that's maybe like the more sort of like mic drop like mind bomb for me at least and then i think the other one that's pretty nonsensical but but also or pretty sensical but but it gets missed a lot is um like if women are working and men are working and they have kids like where where do the kids go you know like who's going to raise those kids. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and I think that that's another, another problem as well um, is like you not having the primary influence over your children. Um, yeah. And so I think that that's just another sort of like mic drop where it's like, what are we doing? What, what are we going to do? Like, are yeah. we just going to let our kids hang out with like all the secular people? Like even Catholic communities are kind of hard to trust because parents sometimes don't have the same sort of discipline systems or, even the same views on yeah, certain topics exactly. even sometimes. Yeah, yeah. so you, you get a lot of like sort of this like fractured existence. Kids are living in this fractured existence because it's like, well, why can't like I do that because my friend does that and you trust their parents, right? Or do yeah. you not trust their parents? You know, and then it becomes this weird like, yeah. oh, snap. Like, we, you know, like we don't really have a whole lot in common with these other parents. And, yeah. you know, like how are we going to navigate that? And do we talk to them about the things that they let their kids watch and like how do you how do you go about that mm-hmm. as as a as mm-hmm. a parent mm-hmm. sort of in conjunction with other parents? So it's just this this huge issue, and I feel like a lot of it gets mediated when you know the mom stays home. You, you know, so um, yeah. And then also the idea of like yeah, you're supposed to have kids. So if you're you know like moms, because sometimes it's like oh well like we could just switch. You know, the parents and the dad could be the stay at home dad, and the mom could be this you know the worker mom and stuff. So someone's at home and like that's great, right? Right? It's like well, I mean women are, you know, supposed to continue to have kids. Like God's like, you know, you'll multiply your pains in childbirth. So it's like, he's kind of expecting you to, you know, have childbirth and, 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 um, you're, you're supposed to, you know, be open to children, you know, unless there's some extreme circumstance that would sort of, you know, regulate that. Yeah. I think you have to be open to children is, is kind of the, the bottom, <clears throat> the bottom line yeah. there in Catholic teaching. So like you got to be open to children. Um, you shouldn't be doing any like sort of like you, 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 you gotta be like, you, you can't be avoiding having kids through like knowledge of the women's cycles, unless there's some extreme reason as to why that would be the case. So like with all that in mind, it's like, well, the women should be having more children, you know, on a regularly sort of relatively consistent basis. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, that gets into like the whole NFP topic, which is, we don't. Yeah. And it's another, it's it. another issue, but I yeah. guess is what I'm saying is like, it's, it would be absurd for a woman to just be like, oh, like I'm trying to dodge my fertile cycles so I can while work. being, while being financially stable. Yeah. So I can, wor- so yeah, I can yeah, go yeah. work and yeah. flip that. It's like, no, no, just the husband should be working. You for should sure. be having more children and, yep. you know, building your domestic church and you're, you're growing your family because kids are always blessings and they're never not blessings. Yeah. You, you know? Um, <clears throat> so I guess all that being said, like, I th- yeah, I think, yeah, I think um, with all that, you know, basically, we are officially announcing that we will be uh, homesteading and starting a little Catholic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> starting Catholic uh. communities. No, um, I, I, I think, um, I think a, a point where some people hearing might get yeah. confused is your point, the, the very first one about the man leaving the home. Yeah. Right. And um, I think the man has always had to leave the home to do some kind of work to get money to yeah. support the family. So that's, I think that's always been the case. I think it's just, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can. 
it, it's, distinguish it's really more. Just the, it's really just the car, like right, like the car can take you beyond walking distance. So the problem is that the distance of his work to the home is that what the problem is? I think so because then the woman doesn't feel like she has a connection to the man's like mission that takes up a substantial amount of the day. He's not just like gone to be gone. He's gone for a purpose, and that, I feel like that purpose, like. And I, I don't know. I gotta be I gotta be kind of careful here. Let me let me let me sort of give like the two examples, right? So yeah. example number one, man is generally doing something that's within walking distance, right? So like mom can like bring the kids over and stuff if that's sort of the environment or whatever. Or man is able to like like if there's like I don't know. Let me okay, I'll I'll try one more time <laughs> and then and then maybe maybe Because I have can, some questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe totally, that, that'll totally. help. So so um I, I so I, I agree that, you know, so JP2 has this very, J, J, John Paul the Great was like a legit prophet. Like, my goodness, the more I'm reading, rereading some of his works, it was yeah. just insane. So um, he has a very similar line of thought to what you're saying in, mm-hmm. um, shoot, I forget the encyclical. I don't know if it's Familiares Consortio or I forget which one it is. Um, but he basically kind of breaks down um, the eras that have destroyed the family, right? Okay. And so he says the industrial, there was the family, he says the industrial revolution takes away the man. Okay. Like you're saying, right? Yeah. The sexual revolution takes away the woman. Okay. Right? Because then women working more and, and sexual freedom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then he said this new age of technology we are going into yeah. We'll take away the kids. That's cool. Yeah. And that's I was a great like, idea. Ooh, that is literally hap- like has happened and yeah. is happening now. And so, so I think the, oh, the, the industrial revolution one, right? Like the man leaving the home, I think it's hard. It's hard even for me to grasp kind of like what you're saying because we always picture like, oh yeah, dad goes to work. Then he comes back. Like he has to go to work to support us, like to yeah. give us food. So he's, he's fulfilling his role as a father and as a man by going to work. So it, I think yeah. it's going to be hard for some listeners and even me, I'm kind of struggling with yeah, yeah, how yeah, like yeah, sure, him sure, yeah. leaving. I'm struggling to see how the distance really affects his, his call and his like, um, relationship with supporting the family. Totally. I guess. Yeah. So I think the whole idea is like technology will solve things and make problems like yes. interchangeably, like whenever that something comes up, you know, more problems are solved. Um, mm-hmm. There are some really interesting and extreme examples that I'd love to go into, but everyone will scratch their heads and it'll take hours to because <laughs> some of them are shocking. But I, I think like, and I don't know. And, 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 you know, we're not that smart, right? So my history isn't as strong as I would like it to be. Let, but let's just sort of like, paint this picture of um where do I want to start <laughs> so man there's just so many different places to go I'm, I'm just gonna so what I'm gonna do is sort of offer these little sort of like vignettes right okay. these like little pictures right? sure sure so um, you've got like a man who's farming or whatever right and he's just like outside of his house and he's getting work done and he can kind of just take breaks like whenever he wants when he, yeah well more like when he needs to it's like you you try and 
get as much output as you can during the day. You're working hard. You know? Sure. Um, the kids can participate sort of in that work, I think, too, which is also kind of a cool idea. Um, and so you, you do, I think, feel like you're kind of the master of your own house a little bit, you know. And I think, too, like once Industrial Revolution stuff kind of comes in, you just imagine like the man there. He's like just building to build, right? Like cars weren't, we know that cars aren't a necessary thing in culture to survive because cultures have survived for so long without cars. So we know cultures can survive without cars. We just have a culture that forces us to survive with cars. Right. If right? we took away cars now, it would be, be a serious. It would problem. be a serious and significant yeah. like, obstacle Chained to our least. survival. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at least at first. Especially when it comes to like suppliers getting stuff to stores. Yeah. Right. So yeah, food would be uh, very interesting. So <laughs> we we've done that now. You know. But sure. So you just imagine like okay, like a man going in and trying to like fix stuff or or, or build stuff. It's some, you know, company somewhere um, that doesn't allow kids, doesn't allow like your family to be there. Um, and you do this for, you know, God knows how many hours because now you have a boss. Um, and that boss, you know, might be a good working Catholic man, might not be, but you're, you're somewhere else and you're somewhere that's not particularly like regulated like by you. And so I imagine like a, like a dad going with his son to, you know, wherever to like sell his stuff or maybe not doing any selling at all and just being a farmer and, you know, building things and maybe buying things in the community as is. There's just a lot more sort of communal connection, I think, versus going into some, you know, building where you're like a cog in the machine, one part of the wheel, and you're doing what you're doing outside of family life. And there's all these little mini vignettes that are just on the tip of my tongue. And I just can't bring them to earth or yeah. to articulate so, them in words. So, so why don't you just pick yeah, up? So I, so I think that that's a, um, so I, I, I think I'm, I might be saying this cause I, cause I know you better than whoever's listening knows you probably, but fair. like you're very idealistic. Right. And like, in yes. your examples, yeah. in your in your examples, at least where it's yeah. like, and I, I totally agree. Like the yeah. ideal, ideal, ideal thing would be, yeah, that like we were all like some sort of farmer or so, something that like were around around the home. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, totally. absolutely, because no, that 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 would be that would be so ideal, like so 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 amazing, right? And I think so. I I definitely agree with it. I just think it's hard for people to be like. Well, that that just not doesn't like work anymore. Reality, it just and doesn't. What? It, not only that, it just wouldn't work anymore. Like today. Yeah, and we 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 made a decision a long, long time yes, ago, right? Yeah, we made a decision and we leaned into it for better, or for worse. I think, for worse, probably. Um, but like we've made that decision, and like now, a couple hundred years later, or whatever it is, um, like this is this is what we have, right? And 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 um. And we make do, but I think in an ideal, in an ideal world, I, I, I definitely agree with you. And when people say like, well, you know, this isn't an ideal world, like that just can't happen anymore. That's just not reality. I think sometimes they miss the point of why we even think of these things at all. Because if you're, you know, in the modern world and you're thinking of the ideal, 
Mm-hmm. If you don't have the ideal in mind, then you don't really know what to strive what you're for. Lacking yeah. as well, right? And yeah. I think I think that's a major issue where it's like, well, women have to work now because you know, you know, you got to save it for a house. Yeah, right. Like, okay, that that's fine, but don't just ignore like what the ideals Deal are. Yeah, yeah. Because if you do that, then you'll forget what the woman's for. You'll forget what the children are for, and, and you'll be content. With with just accepting how yeah like satiated the, how the culture is like well this is just how it is like the women works now and and it seems to be the only way we can save up to have a family mm-hmm. and and you're just kind of comfortable in that idea yeah yeah so oh and then one other thing these things will just come to me it'll make yeah. me want to do a part two maybe okay. maybe next Saint Joseph the worker will do a part two okay so. sounds good but one year from now yeah we're doing a part two, a part two. so is um. Oh man, it was on the tip of my tongue and now I think it's freaking gone. <laughs> so I do think though, like when men, oh, oh yeah, here, here it is, here it is. So um, again, going back to the car, like men go off somewhere else, right? They go off somewhere else. They're, you know, in this factory or whatever, um, in the industrial revolution, let's say, or they get moved somewhere far and then have to take cities like, like buses back or whatever. I, I don't know, even today, right? Versus like you being sort of contained in the home, everything being close, everything being connected and interconnected. Um, what happens is men find themselves living a separate identity at work. Like they have their sort of work self because it's so separate from the home and then their home self. And what happens, I think sometimes when men start to get puffed up in yeah. the workforce or start to find a lot of value and fulfillment and they're getting promotions and they're growing whatever business and then they come home and realize that home life is also very difficult and it's not like the bread winning sort of component. So you're satisfying the needs, the physical needs of the, the family through the work. So it's very instant gratification, fulfilling, yeah. but you're missing like spiritual needs or emotional needs or psychological needs. All of a sudden, like you've divorced your experience versus yeah. like you being around your kids a lot and your wife a lot and understanding that you can't divorce the two. And if you do, like something will drastically suffer as a result. Um, there's the, the people too, just on the inverse that say stuff like, oh, I don't care about work. I'm just like doing work and punching in to pay f- to serve my family. And then I'm going right back to my family. It's like, you're missing the point of work too. Like yeah. it's supposed to be like formative and involving and connected. Um, and just to plug JP Catholic, like what makes JP Catholic, I think a great place to work is like I my wife can go to mass every single day mm-hmm. and, with, bring the, and bring the and bring the family yeah. and bring the kids like my kids most of the students know who my kids are like yeah they're aware of their existence and hold them and spend time with them and my my in conversations with students I'm able to connect like my home life and work life and share you know the experiences that I've had in marriage and and so my wife and kids are always on my mind while at work. There's not a single day where they're not connected in, in some way, whether I'm telling a story about them or they're there present. Yeah. And I think it reminds me to be a better father. And it's fruitful. Like uh, if any staff or faculty members, you know, whether you work at JB Catholic or another university that kind of holds family in high regard, right? Um, like bring your kids like to work. Like that. Yeah. We, it's all it, it. We've seen so much fruit from like this particular example, yeah. right? Of like you, you 
and, and, and your wife bringing the kids over for mass and to hang out and Carissa walks around and lets the kiddos hold baby and Agnes and stuff. And your, your wife and my wife in women's group yeah, too. hanging out and stuff. They, and so they run programs at the school. Right. And so it, there's been so much fruit, I think for, for people to, to see that. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like, this is what is, this is what is important. Like this is what it's all for kind yeah. of. Um, so yeah, I think it's great. It's just, uh, it's holistic. There it is. It's yeah. so holistic. Holistic. Like it's very, very holistic. It's a great word. To to do both, right? And and yeah. merge merge them together and make them work together, right? So especially at a university when you're supposed to form the whole person and not just the academics of a person, right? Yeah. Which is the ideal. Um again, going back to ideal, like, oh, we can't do it. Yeah. We can't do it fully. It's like, well, let's keep the ideal in mind because maybe we can get there. Mm-hmm. Um for students to meet staff and faculty members who like, and they're aware of their family too. Like suddenly you don't just have a professor, you have like a man, you know, that is a professor. And then he's also a family man with a wife and with kids. Yeah. And suddenly you see the the whole person a lot more than just the academic wellspring in which you're just sort of receiving, you know, just academics and that's it. You, you know, like, that is very unfulfilling. Very unfulfilling. And so I think when, and, and maybe this is me, like it took forever and, and I wish we would have, I would have, I would have prepped a little bit if we were going to go to like industrial revolution <laughs> these arguments for man and stuff. So again, next year you'll, so, you'll hear a more flesh out idea. Sure. But um, to think of a man just in the industrial revolution doing cog in the machine kind of work, right? Yeah. You're just doing work and that's it. There's no like society. There's no like humanism um, or humanity. Um, it's 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 become its own little like single celled identity, not something holistic, not something integrated. It's separate. Yeah, and I think I think that does something to people. It, it kind of turns them into robots a little bit because they feel so broken from um, the different experiences that they have because right. they become so separate. Yeah, and then the solution to that, which I don't think is the best solution, is um, people really drawing fast and hard lines between work life and family life, right? And it's like, yeah, like I clock out, I 40 clock hours, out forty I'm hours, done. I'm done. I'm gonna go home and not yeah. think about anything with work, 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 work. And that's that is not a it's not a bad solution to to like what we have now because work is so like you're like we've been saying divorced from what I think we both agree now it should yeah. have been right. It's so divorced. And so then the solution for, for, for men, right. Is to be like, no, like this is my work life. And when I go home, I'm with my wife, I'm with my kids and, and boom, boom, boom. And, and it, it's like a defensive solution, right? It's like, it's like yeah. we're on the defense fair Ag- and fair enough against fighting against yeah. your company that and, you and, work for. And fair enough because either the company's probably a bunch run super by a bunch secular. of jerks or super secular. Right. And, and, so so fair enough, right? Yeah. Like you're you're trying to defend like your time with your family and, yeah. and, and good on you, I guess. Um yeah. I think I think to kind of bring it back to I can this first idea of like yeah. women not working. I, I just want to be kind of clear is like women and men work um regardless, right? Like the the woman staying at home and you know, um building up the house, right? And 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 and, and cooking and watching the kids and doing the chores like the, all of that is work very difficult work like ask any yeah mom right it's very difficult. That, that stays home 
how difficult that work is, right? It's not it's not easy. And so um, Father Father Ripperger, I think in one of his homilies, said this. He's like the most by far, he's like the most difficult job in the world. Like not it's not even close. You can be working on an oil rig, you can be working as a CEO. He's like the most difficult job by far on planet Earth is being a mother. And he's like very, very like hard. And then he gives very, I think, very good kind of reasons and examples, right, cool. as, as to yeah. why. And it's because of the formation of the children and kind of things we've been talking about here. Yeah. Um, but it's still work. So, so I'm not saying, yeah, women shouldn't work. I'm saying women should work in that most ideal way, which is yeah. to stay home and, and watch the kids and, and build up the house, right, and, and, and do that, right? And besides, and then on a more kind of funny practice, like, wh- why... I just don't understand why like women why want to work. Why would you want, like, why yeah. would you want to be a, a cop or, or this, the other day, Becca and I saw a commercial for, um, <laughs> oh, it <laughs> oh, was dear, so severity. bad. It was so bad. Oh no. It, it, it was so, so it was a commercial, um, those are really bad ones. of this company. Yeah, like I already know it was a woman. It, I don't know if it was Home Depot or Lowe's or who was it, but yeah. it was like, Give women the tool, and it has like women like nailing ro- like roofing. Yeah, yeah, yeah roofing yeah, yeah, like yeah, a woman yeah, yeah. sawing, and I was yeah, like, yeah. difficult roofing is difficult work. Yeah, yeah, it is not easy. Like yeah. it is not as a, and I'm just like, why? Why would you want to be on a roof for eight hours a day, yeah. like in the hot sun roofing? Like, why is that a desire that is now in your heart? Like, like if guys don't even want to do that and they do it because they just need to make money to support, why are companies being like, yeah, yeah. And it's because they want to make more money out of you. Like they want to destroy like the family, right? To just literally make more money. So, so this, this whole feminist idea is like, yeah, we can do whatever men can do. It's like, why would you want to do that? You're just buying into this machine that you hate so much. You're just buying into this machine that you hate so much because they're getting way more taxes out of you now. They're getting, you're, you're, you're funding their pay raises, right? You're, you're destroying the home at the same time. And it's, it was, it was, hila- it was hysterical to see this commercial, like this woman, like on the roof, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I can do what men do. It's like, oh man, why would you want to do that? <laughs> my, my, this is another sort of funny aside, like. Sometimes I'll tell my dad, like, oh, man, it must be so fulfilling to do, like, you know, manual labor, you know, yeah. and to, like, do that. My dad's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> 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 he, he, he totally understands the value in, in hard labor, obviously. Um, but I think the point he's trying to make is, like, like, just do that for 10 years and then come back to me and tell me that you like it. You, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, I, I, I can resonate with that. Like, yeah. I, have a, I have a strong appreciation for men that can do the hard labor because we need people to do it and that and that's super valuable and they have an essential role in our community but i'm sure if they were like you know picking one 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 between another and there's like a couple other open jobs that maybe aren't as intense it's like grueling yeah this this would this would be really nice you know so my my me being a family of educators coming from a family of educators it's you got it pretty nice as a teacher yeah you know like yeah it's pretty nice. It's you're not out in the hot sun every single day hammering in nails and on the breaking oil your back. You, you yeah. know, like just nuts stuff like that. So, um, I just, I just, yeah. I will never understand, and, and and it's because it's a lie, right? And and that that like again, the sexual revolution and like feminism, and like mainly like second and third wave feminism have brought and and fourth wave, and then after that, I don't, God knows what yeah. wave we're in now. But, um, it's just a lie of like yeah, like we say like why. Why would you want 
Yeah. Do really? Like you want to be on an oil rig? You want to be on a roof? Like you want to lay brick? Like that's what your desire is yeah. in life is to is to do that to to like give it to the man, like show off, right? And like give yeah, the bird give the bird to the patriarch or whatever you call it. And it's just yeah. like, come on, man. And like. And I, I mean, I, I know why women do it, partly. I mean, to give them the best case, it's like they want the same honor and glory that men want when they want to make big achievements in their lives. You know, like thinking of students here and probably what some of their sort of feminine aspirate or not feminine, but they're just their aspirations are It's like write a script that, you know, makes million dollars or, you know, they for sell sure. their script for like $20,000 or whatever. And like, I think all those are like, well, those are reasonable things, you know, um, or, or like start a business, family business. The thing is, it's know? always the reasonable ones. Right. Right. But it's never the difficult like until now. Oh, 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 I get what you're it's, saying. It's always yeah. the reasonable like, oh, yeah, like I would love to be a CEO. It's like, well, of course you would. Like you're yeah. making two million dollars a year yeah. running a company. Tons of glory, honor, respect. For sure. But like you think the bricklayer wow. like. Oh, I understand. Like, You're making like a distinction there. For sure. Yeah, there yeah. is a big distinction. And it's funny that now that distinction is like like almost not there. Like like because again, like thank you Home Depot for making that commercial, right? Like now they want even even in those positions, they want women working as 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 like laying brick and and make and you know, yeah. roofing and it's it's just it's just brutal. Okay, so and and this is this is sort of a good. This might help me sort of tie a few thoughts together, and then uh, like I'm 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 feeling pretty good, so we can yeah. maybe close out. Um, so you've got you know folks writing scripts here, you know, uh, JP Catholic or whatever, and making movies and and all this good stuff. Um, and you know you're hitting the grind. I think I think what what needs to be sort of uh, I don't know talked about is. Uh, like you will not find fulfillment in your work. You're going to find your fulfillment in, well, you'll find a certain level of fulfillment in work, but not if you work at the expense of family life. Yep. And I think that, so that, that's, that's big kicker. Number one, you know, like sure. If you're doing 12 hours a day, like you will find yourself on un, unhappy at some point if you aren't a dad or a mom, you know, just on both sides. So like work, work always, I think needs to be contextualized to family life, all work that's done is supposed to support the family just on a broad level. Like anything that's done in the community, if it's not there to build up the family, that's a serious problem. So if you do anything for your own aspirations, like if you're doing film stuff, business stuff, if you're a doctor or a nurse or a lawyer, if you're not doing it to support the family, that's a huge issue. Yeah. And if you're not trying to be in a family, that's another huge issue. And men make sacrifices too. Like I would say I made certain sacrifices to maybe jobs that I would have liked to have had. Maybe, I don't know. I wasn't mm -hmm. super thoughtful about job stuff to be completely honest. Um, because starting a family was a relevant thing. And then I'm looking around, I'm like, thankfully I had this great opportunity at JP Catholic, but like, like you, you make certain sacrifices and I think all people should. And I think if, and I think there are some really famous folks out there that are making, you know, tons of money that probably aren't very good mothers and fathers. So I, I think, yeah. I think that that's just sort of one thing to sort of throw out there at the, at the onset. And then you've got like men and women, let's just say even like reasonable jobs that women have. So you want to be a mother first, right? You want to take care of your kids, form your kids, nurse your kids, grow with your kids. Like, like there's a beauty to that, that. I just don't think men can can imitate, right? And so maybe, maybe take that for what it is, I guess, um, which is just my opinion on it. But 
other people have also said something similar. Um, I don't want to just get into a whole argument right now, right? Um, yeah. Because we can maybe talk about like feminism and stuff in like another video, but like the eternal woman and the idea of women being veiled, right? And men being, you know, on the cross, right? Like that, that's a pretty interesting contrast yeah. of like what it means to be a man, like Jesus on the cross, physicality, right? Physical. And then our lady veiled, basically unspoken about during the crucifixion. Yeah. Um, and, um, and not physical suffering. Yeah. Right. More mystical. Yeah. More of like a, a even like, even just on like a more base level, like emotional, psychological level, you yeah. know, like there's, there's something more hidden there. Right. And so all that being said, and then I think thirdly, it's like, like you want to, you know, do, you know, things that, you know, don't take it. Like a lot of people are journalists nowadays, or a lot of people like do blogs and make videos. And there's a lot of like female, you know, YouTube stars that are probably great mothers and devote like five hours to, you know, video work or yeah. script work or whatever. Yeah. And, and all this, it's like, you, you can do both. And very, very few people are in the gangbuster super like wealthy, famous, popular, even among like the men. So I think yeah. this yeah. whole, like, I think sometimes there's like this fixation on like, well, you know, I want to work too. I want to be famous too. Like I want to go out there too. It's like, the amount of people that are actually famous are so small, like yeah. so mi minusculely small. Yeah. Like it's not even a, it's, it's, it's like this, like entertainment has done that to us or yeah. something, yeah. you know, the, the thing that we can be that big, like so few people are going to go big. And, and so very, very few, just like as a woman, I guess sort of my, my plea to women and men um, is like, look, stick to family life, do family life. Women should be having children in the home. You know, that shouldn't be a controversial thing to say. Um, so they, they don't really have the time to work, you know? And so men go and do that work. They toil, they, they do their business and stuff and they may get some, you know, promotions at work, but they're not going to go big. No one's going to go big. Like, like, like <laughs> just, just chill out on the going big thing. If you want to try that for like six years and sort of gamble away six years of being a mother or a father, like go right ahead. Um, that's fine. Um, because you might make it big and then have a ton of money and then can marry at like 24 or 25. Like that's not too old, you know? Um, 24. Yeah. Right, bro. 35. Yeah. yeah. But like, 24, no like you're at the, you're at the grind, like wherever trying to make it big in whatever sort of sector you're in tons of money. Like for 10 years, you're like 35 or something. And it's like, wow, I haven't gotten married yet. Like, and I've just been working this grind, trying to make it big or whatever. Like, it doesn't make sense. So, anyways, there's so much more to say. There's always more to say. There's but always there. there's always more to say, but yeah. we do have to. We do have to um, get going here. So uh, gotta go back to work. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <gotta go. laughs> so yeah, I mean, if you guys have any thoughts, as always, leave it in the comments. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks, guys. God bless. <laughs>